What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Speaking of Missing Persons, and welcome to the new listeners. Before we get started on today's episode, quick shout out to our other show, Unsolved Mayhem. Make sure you're going and checking that out. And we do have a Patreon. We're putting out bonus episodes every other weekend. Make sure you're going and checking that out also, so you don't miss out on all the fun. We're having funsies over there. Um, Links are in the episode notes and show notes, so that's where you can find that. Uh, Let's hop right in, Sarah. Whose are we talking about? We are going to talk about a girl named Samantha Jones Spurry. Okay. Awkward. (laughs) Hey, I asked you first. (laughs) I asked if it would be weird to talk about someone with the first name Samantha. No, because I don't ever go by that. Except when I'm talking to you. All right. Anyway. Samantha was born August 20th, 1992. She was 25 years old when she went missing on March 28th, 2018 from Graves County, Kentucky. She lived in Murray, Kentucky and worked at McDonald's and she'd recently split with her husband and they shared custody of their children. She had a boy and a girl. Samantha was in a relationship with an on-and-off-again boyfriend named Ren Lee Henderson, who was from, please don't yell at me if I mess this up, Sinsonia, Kentucky. The couple showed up at the property of Ren's uncle, Paul Holder, on March 27th in Graves County, and Ren's dad, Dusty, lived in an apartment on that property. So his dad and uncle lived on the same property, just in two different houses. We've yeah. talked about that before. Yeah. yeah, I got you. So he, Dusty, would later say that Ren and Samantha got into an argument shortly after arriving and that Ren took Samantha's car back to her house to spend the night leaving Samantha on the property with his dad and uncle. According to Dusty, he and Samantha decided to go four-wheeling that afternoon in the Kaler Bottoms area, and the four-wheeler got stuck in the mud of a swampy area right around nightfall. The next morning, on March 28th, Dusty said they walked out of the woods onto Highway 131, They were wet and tired and, like, exhausted because it was cold. This is March. They apparently, according to him, used the exhaust from the four-wheeler to keep warm until it ran out of gas. 
he suggested they walk to a nearby little corner store. Yeah, like a little cookie mart. Yeah, like a little gas station little store that is in a lot of small places. Because they have like a lot more groceries, but they're also, and you can eat there. They have like restaurants inside them. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> like a convenience store. Yeah. Like a convenience store gas station. Yeah, but it's apparently in the middle of nowhere. Like it's, that was it. Well, it's a, it's a gas station that you can buy. It's a little more like a truck stop almost. But not There you podunk. go. That's the word I was looking for more like a truck stop. And it just wouldn't come to my head, Bobby. It's, to me, I just thought of like, you know, one of those scary little marts you run into and you're like, do I really have to pee that bad? Yeah, like any <laughs> gas station on the way to a cabin in the woods. Exactly. Yeah. So picture horror movie truck stop in nowhere. Anyway, he suggested they go to the store, warm up, and he could call his brother Paul, and Paul would come give them a ride. But Samantha told him she was just going to walk to her cousin's house that lived nearby. He said she walked south on State Route 131 towards Highway 849, and he walked in the other direction to this little store to eat breakfast. When Dusty got back home on the 28th, he told Ren what happened and that Samantha had walked to her cousin's house. When Samantha did not show up for her shift that night at 9 p.m. at McDonald's, this is when her family began like calling around to look for her. They called her cell phone repeatedly and it just kept going straight to voicemail. Now, on the night of the 28th, Ren called his mother and told her he had taken a bunch of pills and was planning to go into the woods and commit suicide. Okay. She called the police, but they decided for their own safety that they were not going to go into these woods to look for him until the next morning. And this is because they had had multiple run-ins with him before, and he was known to be violent. And the police were like, we're not going in these woods at night when we know he's armed. So whatever happens, happens. We'll yeah. check in the morning. Yeah, pretty much. Okie dokie. <laughs> All right. So, he's in the woods somewhere potentially committing suicide. In the same woods where she supposedly had been the night before. Stranded with his father. Yes. Interesting. Okay. This is where I'm going to say Ren and Samantha were both going through issues with drugs at the time. Samantha had been clean for a long time. And had went through rehab and was doing great, but had like recently relapsed. And her family was trying really hard to get her to go back to rehab. The same night that, hold on, I don't know what the hell that says. Any, okay, so on the 28th, her family reports are missing. 
Ren's in the woods threatening to kill himself. And then Justy calls the Graves County police and tells them Samantha's missing, which they thought was weird. They're like, why are you all of a sudden calling just to say, oh, hey, she's missing? Yeah, because to him, she wouldn't have been missing. Right. According to him, she went the opposite direction. To... And he didn't know what happened to her from there. Right. That was my thought. From what I could tell, her mom is the one who reported her missing. Samantha's brother, Tyler, was a member of the volunteer fire department, and he heard the call go out about the attempted suicide, and he knew Ren, so he was like, what the hell is going on? And that's kind of how he found out that no one could find his sister, and that Ren is in the woods, gonna kill himself, and supposedly the last person to see her was Dusty. It's a very convoluted, like, I don't want to say convoluted, but it's a lot. You know, is anyone other than Dusty able to verify the seeing her after his son brought her over to his house? Did that make sense? Oh, we'll get into it. Because We're the way, talk about so it. far, the way it sounds is this dude killed his ex, then regretted it, went to go off himself, and Dusty created a cover story for him. Well, she was his actual girlfriend at the time. So, even so, Whatever. I know what you're saying. You know, you're, you're arguing semantics here. It's, he killed this woman, No, felt I'm, guilty. I was just clarifying that at this point, they were still dating. But yes, a lot of people have that feeling. That's, I mean, so far, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. On March 29th, police found Samantha's car abandoned on Dooms Chapel Road at the 131 intersection south of, why can't I say it now? I just said it, Simsonia, but they could not find Ren. So this is on the 29th when they're like, okay, it's daylight, we'll finally go look for him. They find her car... But don't find him. But can't find him. And he had her car last, according to Dusty. They also, because, I mean, they're already there, they decide to search the area where Dusty said his four-wheeler was stuck to see if they could find any clues that would lead them to Samantha. Let me guess. No trace of a four-wheeler? Oh, no, they found the four-wheeler in the Kaler Bottom they also found two cell phones belonging to Dusty in ashes of a f small fire that had been lit and only one set of footprints anywhere around the four-wheeler or coming out of the woods. Shocking. Yeah. I also was like, okay, but he said they had no way to keep warm and you're out here burning two cell phones. Right. Like, they wouldn't have found your small fire pit there? Let me guess. Samantha's cell phone and No, they were both his. Oh, they were actually both Dusty's his. cell phones. Interesting. Police found no evidence that Samantha was ever in the woods with Dusty at all. Several people they interviewed said 
that yes, she had been in Graves County on twenty seventh, but not in the area that she was reported missing. But I couldn't find any info about where they were saying she actually was seen. There was a possible sighting of her reported on the 31st in Callaway County. Somebody claimed they saw her in a late 80s, early 90s model Chevy Camaro with really loud exhaust, but nobody could confirm that that was actually her. Because by the time police came, they couldn't find this Camaro. Which would is weird to me, considering it's like 2018, and you're driving a late 80s, early 90s Camaro. I feel like that would stand out. It might have been IROC. If it was an IROC, they wouldn't find it. It's too fast. <laughs> I can't right now. <laughs> I don't get it. You don't remember the late 80s, like the kind of squared off Camaros that they had in the, the mid to late 80s? And on the bottom under the doors, it would say I-ROC, IROC? No. I don't pay attention to cars that close. Oh, man. It was basically not quite, it wasn't an SS, it was uh, just slightly better than their base model. <laughs> So it supposedly went really fast. It wasn't even an SS. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> so it's like, why are you speaking Chinese? <laughs> Cars. They're neat. <laughs> I drive one. Had some wheels. <laughs> gets me to and fro. That's all I care about. And fro. Okay, what has not happened throughout this whole entire investigation is a single sighting being reported from that day of her walking on a complete highway. Yeah. No one has come forward and been like, oh yeah, I saw her walking by herself. Or I saw her walking with this dude. Nothing. Then on April 1st, So he went into the woods on the 28th. On April 1st, Ren showed up unexpectedly at Dusty's apartment. He was hypothermic and dehydrated. They took him to the hospital and treated him, and police came to the hospital and interviewed him the next day. He told them that he had been in the woods for the last five days. No. It's like four days. Yeah. Not even technically. He told them that he took some of his and Samantha's stuff with him into the woods, but lost it somewhere. Mm. Both Ren and Dusty were questioned multiple times by police and both passed polygraph tests, which means jack shit, especially if you're on drugs. Dusty claimed that they were fighting that day and that's what started all of this whole thing. But Ren said that is 100% not true. They did not have an argument that day. That she wanted to stay there and go four-wheeling and he just wanted to go back home. Well, you just got there. Like, what was the point of you going there then? Right. Unless he's 
was their drug dealer. Stranger things have happened. I mean, I also said it was weird if the police asked this question, like, did you have an argument with Samantha that day? And he said, no. And then they go and they ask Dusty, did they have an argument this day? And he says, yes. And they both are hooked up to a polygraph machine. How is one of them not lying? Perspective. (laughs) It's all in perspective. Yeah. What might appear to a fight to someone outside of their relationship wouldn't be to someone in the relationship if that's their, like, their normal. Yeah, to Rin, it could have just been... Like a normal conversation? This is is just how we talk to each other. We weren't fighting. Yeah. But Dusty looks at it and goes, "Uh, yeah, that was a fight. See, I didn't even think about it like that. I was just like, in my head, I'm like, how can you both be right? You can't. Because... But now that you're explaining it... Well, perfect example. People think that me and Sam never fight. We argue every once in a great while. And me and, and everyone on the planet think that me and Michael literally hate each other when in all reality we don't and we are hardly ever actually fighting. It's super rare that we actually have a fight. It's mostly just being mean to each other, but that's how we show love. Right. So I think that's exactly why it's See, all in perspective. Like, when you explain it that way, then I'm like, okay. I get it. Investigators also interviewed her ex-husband, mother, and stepfather multiple times, but have found nothing that would tie them to her disappearance. They executed search warrants on both Samantha and Dusty's homes. It was released that a trace amount of blood was found in an undisclosed location inside her home about a week after she went missing and they do suspect foul play they just don't have a way to prove it i feel like her and rin were having an argument or some kind of potential drug induced something and he killed her at her house yeah and then took her her. to his father's house and was in a fucking panic and is like do something with her he took off and in this drug you know freaking out like days calls his mom and is like i'm taking all these fucking pills i'm killing myself and then disappears off into the woods not to diss a whole entire state especially since we're from that state originally oh it's like meth capital meth city and also the woods man you can hide someone in there anywhere anywhere and it would be you're not gonna find them no i mean the mob used to do it so if i'm no longer (laughs) on the show and nobody knows where i went look in kentucky (laughs) i do feel though it was definitely foul play and it was missing it was it's unfortunate oh well it gets worse okay for almost a year after samantha went missing her family said they got no information from the former graves county sheriff Dwayne redmond 
then in late 2018, because she went missing at the beginning, so by the end of 2018, the sheriff was charged with drug possession and official misconduct after allegedly taking pain medication from the department's drug drop box. He can't do that. He pleaded not guilty to these charges against him, but he passed away in February of 2019 before his trial could even begin. Then her case was given to retired uh, McCracken County Sheriff John Hayden because he was a he was like temporarily given the old sheriff's job. Okay. So Sheriff Hayden assembled a group of seasoned investigators and officers from around the region to look into Samantha's case. He also reached out to the Kentucky State Police and the FBI. So this was like the first time so it was like a year later. A year later when it was actually being taken seriously. The rest of the time, yeah, they searched that little bit of area. But they were like, meh, she wasn't there. Yeah. And we have no way to prove that Dusty or Wren have anything to do with it. That's a shame. Together, they re-interviewed witnesses, conducted their own searches again. Um, He said that he will not stop until the she is found. That he is going to do everything in his power to keep this from turning into a cold case. Good. During one of these new searches, they did discover the bunker of a fugitive they believed had been involved in Samantha's disappearance because he was hiding out in a homemade bunker in the area where she went missing. But it turned out he was actually in jail in March of 2018, so he couldn't have been involved. But that just goes to show you how kind of sketchy this whole area is to begin with. Samantha's sister, Kim, told Dateline, quote, she, could, she couldn't have gotten lost in these woods. We grew up in these woods. We were in these woods all the time. This is our hometown. Like, them trying to say she went into the woods and got lost. She's like, no. You know, we grew up Mm -hmm. spending all of our free time in the woods. Yeah. You get an idea of where you're at. Yeah. Samantha has blonde hair, hazel eyes. She is 5'6", 120 to 130 pounds. She had a tattoo on her right shoulder of a rose with a skull. She had the word rose on the, her lower abdomen, and she had a tiger lily and sunflower on her left thigh, and her ears and eyebrow were pierced. She is described as wearing a gray hoodie, gray stretch pants with red waistband and sneakers on the day she was last seen. But I don't know if that's what Dusty claimed she was wearing or if that's what Rin claimed she was wearing. Who knows? There is a $10,000 reward for information leading to an arrest and conviction of whoever is responsible for her disappearance because they're, pr- they're pretty sure that she was murdered. Yeah. 
I tend to agree. Yeah. If you have any information, you can call the Graves County Sheriff's Office at 270-247-4501. All right. So make sure you're doing that. If you know anything, call that number. Help them out. And don't forget to uh, leave us five stars, subscribe, share this episode with someone you know. Check out the Patreon and our other show. So, yeah. All that said, we will see y'all back next week. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye.